Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas. Today we are going to talk about the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project. Our guests today include Brian Andrews, who is the new executive director, and Linda Elenfeld, who is a volunteer facilitator. First of all, folks, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you. Thank you. Brian, let's start with you. First of all, uh, welcome. You are new to the to the program, huh? Yes, I am. I started in uh, July of this year, and uh, it's been it's been great. And moving forward, uh, uh, even with COVID, so it's been it's been a really great transition for me into this program. Excellent. Now, Brian, for our listeners that might not remember what the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project is all about, give us a background background on the program and tell us what you do. So, uh, first off, we were founded back in 2004. Um, by uh, a couple of amazing people. Uh, it started as a grassroots effort, and, uh, and it has grown into just an amazing program today. We, uh, we work with juveniles who have been uh, uh, charged or cited for different uh, offenses. That could be anything from theft, burglary, trespassing, stop arm violations, a lot of different things that we see come through our doors. But what we do is we get uh, we get referrals from uh, the county attorney's office here in Crowing County. Uh, we get uh, referrals from all all, all of the police departments uh, that are throughout Crowing County, and we also uh, work with the schools of Crowing County. Uh, they have uh, uh, resource officers there that uh, will give us direct referrals as well. And uh, once uh, we get uh, the direct referral and uh, the uh, the uh, person that had caused the harm agrees to participate in our program we also reach out to the victim of uh of whatever the harm was and and we ask them if they'd like to be a part of uh, the process as well and uh we end up uh, having a pre-conference and uh i'm going to let uh, linda share a little bit more about uh, about that process yeah linda you are a, a volunteer facilitator so you help facilitate the process that takes place after that I do. I do. Once the families have agreed to move forward with the program, I um, am given uh, a copy of the case along with police reports, and uh, we then contact the family of the victim and and meet with them, and there are always two of us on, on every case. So we will meet with the victim's family, and then we meet with the uh, person that caused the harm and their family. Uh, our goal is to get their stories and just to hear uh, from the parents and other people involved uh, how they were impacted. We then move on and schedule a group conference, and that conference is uh, can can hold anywhere from from eight to fifteen people, mm-hmm. and it is the the purpose is to bring the offender in a circle directly across from a victim, and. Everyone has a chance to be heard and share their story, and that's really where where the magic happens. Um, uh, law enforcement enforcement often uh, sends a representative. Uh, if there's a theft, we'll often have management from the stores come and talk to the kids about um, shrinkage and um, explain that that fifty nine cent pack of of, uh, of potato chips really costs a, a, a lot of money yeah. after they explain the situation. So it's it's a pretty powerful program 
uh, if the kid at the end of the program the the kids are required to uh, sign a contract. Often they have to um, uh, do community service for repairing the harm. They um, often uh, do impact statements, and they, they have to write a report on how they felt, how it impacted them and their family. Sometimes we now have the kids do a play-it-forward scenario where let's play it forward if I keep drinking and what can happen, and let's pay it, play it forward if I don't make these decisions any longer. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just profoundly successful. Brian can certainly tell you about our recidivism is minimal compared to if these kids are sent through the judicial system. Yeah, talk about that, Brian, because I know when we visited with uh, folks from the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project in the past, that was one of the things that they were so proud of, is how how many of these young people then do not commit crimes again. Yeah, that's just that's one of the amazing things. Uh, uh, one of the one of the awesome things that happens in the conferences, there's a shift in, that happens, and and they're able to to really own what had happened and own their choices, but at the same time not be identified by those choices. It was a, it was a bad decision, and, and everybody can move forward from it. And, uh, and as a result, the recidivism rate is at, for us in our program is at 15%, uh, and in the uh, judicial system it's, it's much higher than that. Yeah. And uh, uh, we, we get to see uh, – uh, kids stopping back by and letting us know that things are going great still, and and uh, our goal is uh, uh, as they grow older is, is to come back and be a part of this program that just just really impacted their life. Very interesting, and Linda, I like the way you said that's where the magic happens because mm-hmm. when oftentimes these young people are well, they're just being young people, aren't they? Without thinking about what their actions do to others. And once they're confronted with that, it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Well, it really does. And I, and I would say that probably the um, one of, some of my most favorite cases that I work on are <clears throat> when these young people are being, uh, they, they have pre-assault charges. And um, when we bring together the, the offender that's looking at these charges and the victim, I I don't think there's ever, ever been a time where the offender who threw the punch hadn't been bullied for a long period of time. So when you bring these kids together and the parents that are at odds with one another and all of a sudden um, parents are hugging at the end of a a conference and the kids are... um, I had one a couple months ago where the kids decided they wanted their their um, their, their 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 contract for repairing the harm to be going to a movie together and Dairy Queen together. Oh wow! And 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 you know and sometimes there there have been kids that have had disabilities that have thrown a punch and when the so-called victim hears what it's like to be made fun of, it's it's. It truly is magic, and what it does to families, you just can't measure it. Very, very interesting. Now, mm-hmm. Linda, uh, we introduced you as a volunteer facilitator. 
And uh, Brian, I would think that you are a uh, nonprofit, and therefore volunteers are very important to the program, aren't they? Yes, nonprofits are ab- absolutely the driving force of what we do here. I, I uh, recently started calling them uh, uh, Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project MVPs <laughs> because they are the most valuable players, and just the uh, just the dedication and the time commitment and just the passion that they have to do what they do, um, I, it, it's an inspiration to me, and and it's an inspiration to the organization. So just just to see that commitment, and I just uh, would really just take a moment right now to uh, for the volunteers and and uh, the board members and everybody that has a part to do with uh, Lake Area Sort of Justice, just to commend them because uh, it's that dedication, it's the community support, it's the it's the driving force of passion and hope that uh, really makes this stuff happen. So yeah. we're really grateful, and we're always, always looking for volunteers to, to come on board. Now, I, I will ask, uh, if someone is listening and wants to volunteer, uh, I would imagine there's a few steps they have to take, including possibly some training? Yeah, so uh, the first uh, level of volunteerism here is a, called a community member. Uh, they would uh, come into our office. We have them fill out a volunteer application. Uh, we do do background screenings to make sure that uh, there's nothing that will uh, create any more harm for uh, the kids that we work with. And then, uh, and then we uh, pair them up with uh, uh, a seasoned volunteer and uh, start going through the process. Uh, for the volunteer facilitators, there is a, uh, a training uh, that is that is provided by uh, Restorative Justice Project here, and uh, and they'll go step by step on every step of what is needed and how, you know, as far as the uh, as far as the outline of the work that we do, and uh, everything in the middle comes from comes from within the person. But as far as the uh, structure, uh, they'll learn every step of that uh, from our one of our awesome uh, uh, trainers. So. Very good. And Brian, specifically, how does one volunteer? Do they call you? Do you have a website? How's the best way to contact you? Yeah, so uh, if they want to give us a call, uh, our telephone number here is 218-454-4145, or they can also go on to our website at www.larjp.org, and there's a spot to sign up there as well. And if they just want to send a, send an email to us, too, they can send it to uh, program coordinator at larjp.org. Any of those uh, can can get to us, or if they want to just stop into our office and talk about it, our office is at 521 Charles Street. That's uh, right behind the McDonald's uh, uh, by on the 210 there, and we're in the bottom level of the Close Converse building. So, Linda, what would you say to someone thinking about being a volunteer? Um... I mean, has, I, I, has has it affected your life? Uh, do you have a different perspective after being involved in this? Absolutely, absolutely. If 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 anyone is thinking about it, I would encourage them to um, to contact the office. Uh, the, these kids, I, I do it because I believe in the excellence of kids, and I always have. And uh, they make a mistake. We work very very hard to um, to make sure that they don't label themselves for the mistake that they've created and um it it's i know i keep using that word magical but it, it it's magic 
as to what it does for the kids and the families and um, and me. When I see it, I just I, I just sit back and I and I get all emotional. It's really hard not to be emotional sometimes with these families. So I would encourage anyone that believes in the excellence of youth to to give it a call and let's give the kids a chance. Well said. Um, Brian, also as a nonprofit, uh, of course, you rely on donations. Can folks make donations to your program if they're not able to help as a volunteer? Absolutely. We're always looking for uh, um, people to come alongside us. And if uh, if they don't have the time to volunteer, but uh, they have a financial spot that they can give to us, uh, we are so grateful for those people as well. Um uh, it always takes money to keep things moving forward. But uh, on the other side of that, those that dollar, every dollar that uh, gets donated, uh, the savings to the community, to the taxpayers, to or you know to everyone, is is much higher than one dollar. So any amount of donation uh, makes a great impact in the work that we do. And again, that can be mailed in to us at at five twenty one Charles Street, or it can be dropped off at our uh, at our uh, front desk, or, or you can uh, also, we're going to be doing the Give MN coming up next week, and uh, they can go on our Facebook page or our website and uh, give that way as well. That's right. I forgot that comes up in November, doesn't it? Yes, it does. All right. Very good. So folks can search for the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project if you go to Give MN next week when that statewide uh, program gets underway where you can donate to nonprofits across the state. We'll look forward to that. And uh, I would think if they want to find out more, I mean, we've given some numbers and emails. Can we find all of that information right at that website, Brian? Absolutely. If they just go, if they just log on at www.larjp.org, everything will be there. There's some testimonials. Uh, there's a uh, there's a lot of different things and and then uh, spots to sign up as a volunteer or to communicate with us as well. You can just send an email through that link as well. Very good. Anything else we should know about the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project? Well, one thing I would say is that, uh, you know, the hope that comes from volunteers helping people, helping these youth, when when uh, when the kids are in our program and they see that the people that are involved in giving their time and trying to help are doing it and they're doing it uh, in their own free time, uh, it's a real moving experience. And actually, just just not long ago, I had a I had a young man come through our program and uh, uh, was so happy about. Uh, what it was doing and what it was about that he he donated himself a hundred dollars to our program wow. and i'm just like yeah that you can't make up a story like that it's just an amazing it's just amazing excellent well folks i want to thank you for what you're doing in the community to help these young people and we thank you for being here today to tell our listeners about it as well well thank you for having us we, we really appreciate it Thank you. Yes. Our, our pleasure. And again, I'll encourage people to go to that website again. It's larjp.org and find out more about the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project. Our guests today, Brian Andrews, Executive Director of the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project, and Linda Elenfelt is a volunteer facilitator.
I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We want to remind you that our Community Focus programs can be heard anytime. You can find them on our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can also find it on our free downloadable app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.